but it wasn't loud. It was recording in progress. Yay! Aloha! And welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson, coming to you from Hawaiian Paradise Park on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yay! Hooray! Love is in the air and everywhere. Yes, it is, Glenn. <laughs> Love is certainly everywhere. You know, what's not anywhere is the images that appear before us, even right this moment. Like, none of these images are our reality. You know, it's a, it's, it's something that we thought we had to do. Right. And it's and it's as if we do have to do it because our mind is really powerful <laughs> to make illusions. So we're run around by these thought patterns that say we're not worthy of eternity. And we're uh, we're being given this evidence. In the form of this world, this world is meant to be evidence that you're not worthy of eternity. It's not going to show you. You're not going to find the right person to show you that you're worthy of eternity. I mean, people could talk about it like I'm talking about it right now, but it's like you have to be willing to see that. Right? And it's this unworthiness that that makes unwillingness. Aloha Leah, thank you for letting me know you're here. And to go on, do not disturb. So there's not dinging. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you for joining. Uh-huh. So no one, uh, no one deserves this. What they perceive, the the whatever whatever you think is a really uh, great world experience, it's still the same thing because it's it's based on the same thing. You know, the, the outcome is the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh and and you know the outcome and the seeking toward death basically the seeking toward death is is clinging to illusions making idols out of the things that you think you see um uh, you know believing in your mind that that thing is going to heal you uh, make you smarter, better, faster, any of those things, that thing is going to do something to you, uh, give you eternal peace, whatever, you know, it, it's like idolizing these things is asking for only one thing all the time. It's always just asking for death. So it's, a, it's, a it, it's, a habit that we taught ourselves. Um, and, you know, we had a lot of examples in the world. Also, all of the examples we propped up to teach ourselves, right? You can say they conditioned me, yeah. Uh, the world conditioning, my conditioning, all that kind of stuff. Just keep in mind that you propped all of that conditioning up and gave it to yourself because you were afraid of the truth. Yeah, you didn't want to know. So you gave that uh, false world a world where it's reflecting to you that you're actually unworthy of eternity. You even prop the people to tell you that, right? Just so that you can pretend like you have escaped reality. 
but pretending like you have re- escaped from re- reality is giving you results that you really don't want. I mean, some people still think they want it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Some people still think they want uh, the world, right? Even though it's a dying world, they've seen it again and again. There's the ups, there's the downs. You don't get you don't get an up without getting a down, you know, in in worldly sense. You know, you don't get a positive without a negative in a worldly sense, right? But none of these things are really meaningful to you. You only get that perception in a worldly sense so that you can keep seeking. So that the suffering, you know, you you're like uh, the, the suffering is is uh, is to you like just a part of it, just a part of life, right? Just a part. Of, that's just a part of life. I have my ups and I have my downs. It's just a part of life. No, that's not reality. That's not real. Life isn't full of ups and downs. Illusion, illusory, illusory life where where you take it as true. That's full of ups and downs, right? When you're aware that the world is is just for, from one perspective, from the ego's perspective, for proving to you that you're not worthy of of eternity and for killing you basically over and over again, right? But you can repurpose the world. It's kind of like you trapped yourself in it, right? Uh, and, and, you know, it is like that because your mind is powerful to make that trap for you seem really real and something you can't get out of. It's like, it looks like it's hopeless. How am I ever going to get out of this then? It's just, it keeps on proving to me over and over again that I'm not worthy. Well, you, you repurpose what the world is for, right? Uh, you, you know, it's like, it, sure, it was made for that. That's what it was made for. But then as soon as you as soon as you desired something like that, it's like God gave you a guide out of it. Right. And, 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 it, and, it, and it's about reversing the this, this whole thinking of the world. The whole thinking of the world is based on the ego. It's not about teaching the world, uh, you know, through teachings like this, for instance, <laughs> It's it's about seeing it for yourself. It's about recognizing it for yourself. See, when you get a perception, a worldly perception, there's this automatic attachment of some kind of judgment to it. Like, let's say you won a million dollars. Automatically, that is like really good, right? All of a sudden, there's like these good feelings, rushes of good sensations coming through your body because you just won a million dollars. Let's say it's even tax-free because none of you guys look too excited yet. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on. <laughs> you know, it, it's like, it, it's like there's just an automatic re- reaction. It's not something to push down or resist or anything like that. It's just noticing that, okay, this is how the world goes. It goes like, okay, it's it's better. Okay. It's worse. It's better. It's worse. Right. Uh, so when you notice that and you're just in the midst of it, you don't have to go along with those things. So the million dollars, if idolize, like, oh yeah, you really believe that because you have a million dollars, that's why you're feeling so good. 
right? Uh, it, that is not the reason why. That's not the real reason why. It's you're feeling good because you're projecting a good feeling on yourself, right? You don't really need the million dollars to have that good feeling. But, you know, it's just like there's this judgment laid on these things, like these things can do something good for you or get you something that you want. A lot of people would tell me, you know what, Hope? I know that a million dollars can get you something, get me something that I want, you know, and I know it can get you something that you want. And I go, and, and I go, well, not really though. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, there's an ego that wants to buy stuff with money, but that's not really anything that I want. That's worldly things. How can I want that? The ego could want that, but I'm not the ego. Right. I don't resist the ego. I don't say no ego. You can't fucking have that or something, you know, but, but, but whatever, whatever the ego seems to be wanting, it's just not, not meaningful to me because I know that I'm only really capable of wanting one thing. And that's, it has to do with my will. My will is to see eternity. Okay. All the little Little wants, let's call them little wants, wants of the ego. Oh, yeah, if I had a million dollars, I would make a, a freaking uh, a, a, a raw vegan retreat, let's say. I, I, and, and, I'd, and I'd only let raw vegans come to my raw vegan retreat, you know, <laughs> like and it would be like such a good it would be such a good service to the world. And I really feel this in my heart. Right. And I know like I know how, how tempting it is. I know how tempting that is. And I'm telling you, that is death. Believing in that thought is death. Okay. Um, you know, you could have the, you could feel like you have the best of intentions for the, whatever it is in the world. You're inventing something that's going to make it so that no one has to use money again, let's say. You, you're, you're like, you know, you feel like you have the best thing. You know, it doesn't matter what your invention is how you seem to make anything better, it's meaningless. This world is going to disappear. It's going to completely disappear. I'm not saying not do anything. You can't do that. You can't You can't just decide not to do anything. It won't work, right? It won't work. No, it's like, it, it's like let, let yourself do as you're inspired. If you're inspired to make invent something so no one has to use money again, let's say that idea just popped into my mind. Um, uh, so let's say, let's say that, um, you know, and that's where your inspiration is. Go ahead. That's the thing. You know, it, you know, if you make it like you're like, oh no, it's, it's meaningless, so I'm not going to do it. That's the ego speaking. It's meaningless, so I'm not going to do it. The whole thing is meaningless. That thought is meaningless, right? The whole thing is meaningless. I mean, it, really, even the thoughts that are given you that speak to the truth, they're meaningless in reality because they're not really necessary. They're not even necessary. It's not necessary to tell you that. <laughs> Uh, it's not necessary to tell you that, for instance, nothing you see here means anything because, you know, in eternity, <laughs> there's no, no, nothing to say that about. <laughs> but, but the thing is, the, th the thoughts that speak to the truth, that speak to this illusion not being true, 
are the thoughts that will undo all meaningless thoughts, not even including the thoughts you use to get, not even excluding the thoughts you use to get there. So even those thoughts, they're all, they're all meaningless. They're all for play. You know, one friend told me today, she said, she said uh, something like, I hope I see this clearly, something to that effect. And she goes, immediately goes, oh, no, I know I shouldn't say hope. Something I said uh, got her thinking that she shouldn't use hope, the word hope, because it's a, a, like a like a delusional word or oh, whatever, you know, uh, whatever, whatever the conditioning is, you know, you know what I mean? Whatever the conditioning is. and. It's like, it's like, it's not that it's not like that. There's just a, a use for hope that you gave that word with the ego. And it's to hope for meaningless things in the world. I hope I get, uh, I hope I sell this house, for instance, right? I hope this escrow isn't too complicated. Uh, I don't know, whatever you hope for. I hope my uh, uh, kid doesn't die in a war. I don't know, whatever it is that you're hoping for in the world. But you see how I'm saying it's not like excluding anything worldly. It's like all these worldly things that you could be hoping for, right? And and, and you see how it just like automatically comes up. There will be this hoping. That's the hoping that you made with the ego, okay? That leads to what you don't want, basically more death, okay? It leads to what you really don't want. So here's the thing, though. Since you taught yourself this ability to hope and you got so good at doing it, right, you can just repurpose it. Every time you see yourself hoping for anything in the world, no matter how good it seems to be, notice that the only hope that's meaningful to you is hope that you will see through this world. That's the only hope that's really meaningful to you. The hopes for things in the world, these are little hopes. They're hopes that, 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 that they, have, they have the same answer to the question about who you are, uh, to the ego, and the ego saying you're unworthy, basically. <laughs> So you're learning over and over again when you take that uh, any anything that you're hoping for in the world as meaningful. I hope this gets better. I hope this staph infection gets better, for instance. I mean, even something like that. It's like I, I hope I hope this gets better. You're saying right in that uh, statement that it's actually there. <laughs> Right. And so and so what you're saying is you want the ego to bring back more of the same kind of thing. So you can hope for more things of the world, more of the sen this sense of separation, more of this, more of this, more of this. It, it has the same the, the thought. I hope for something in the world goes out and it brings back evidence that this world is here where it brings out more evidence of that. And it, ex it extends time out as well. You know, but when you notice that, let's say I'm hoping for that this staff infection gets better, or I'm hoping that FEMA is going to pay me on that, <laughs> that house over there that got burned by lava in 2000, covered by lava in 2018, uh, for instance, uh, you know, you, you notice that hoping and then just be willing to see where it leads. Be willing to see that you don't want it. You don't want that kind of hoping. You don't want that kind that's going to bring bring something like that. You know, that's that that's what the new year brought up 
for me because I notice so much hope that 2024 is going to get better. <laughs> right? And also doubt that it will get better. <laughs> right? That's how it is. That that's uh, that you know, you could see you could see that right there. Right? So it's the same for hoping that you see through the world. It, you know, there at first there's a lot of doubt, right? But that's why I say, uh, that's why I say, you know, if you could just hope, because because uh, a lot of the times I'll talk and so, someone will say that just doesn't sound right, and I go, well, wh what what if you just hope that it was true? Hope that you are actually eternal. You know, hope that you can see that because because that actually you know calls forth help toward that end <laughs> it's like whatever thought you make whatever thought you make meaningful to you that's where you get help toward the end that it leads so what i'm saying is no matter how grand the hopefulness is in the world any hope for anything in the world with you taking that hope is meaningful. I'm not saying like a thought occurs to you. I hope I win a million dollars. It's like, you know, you could just smile at that. It doesn't need to be something because what, what happens is a certain energy, energetic uh, transformation takes place. That's what I notice. If I, if I attach to a a hope of the ego for anything in the world to go a certain way or be a certain thing or someone to change or something to happen or anything like that, there's a certain energetic, subtle tension that occurs. See? And if you watch, you'll see that. You'll see how there's this subtle tension, right? And, and you know, this is a this is a little bit more subtle for people. I know. Um, I was talking with my mom about it, and you know, a lot of the times my mom can get it and shift really fast. On this one, you know, it's taken some time. She's starting to see. You know, if you're just starting to see like that, you know, just you know, chill out. Whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is that you're hearing, you're going. Hmm, I'm not really sure what that means. I'm not really sure how to make any sense of that. You know, just chill out and be a little bit willing to see what I mean. And you'll get help on that. Like whatever it is, whatever direction you want to go, you're going to get help on it. Now, here's where the um, new age, uh, the the whole new age thing. And I, 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 I seem to, I seem to uh, think that it's like some kind of a, uh, uh, an agenda that's being programmed into people. Uh, it seems to it seems to look like that because so many people believe that this knowledge means that you should get what you want in the in the world and you should use this knowledge to get what you want in the world, right? But what I'm saying is anything pursued in the world, anything hoped for in the world, is leading to the same end. And it's just death. It's just your run of the mill, illusory death. It's it's nothing. It's nothing grand. Uh, it, you know, it's grand for the ego because it serves the ego's goal, which the ego thinks is what it needs to preserve its life. And in a way, that's true. In a way, I say because the ego isn't going to be destroyed. Okay, it's not, it's, it, you know, it, right. Thank you. Kaimalino just said the word undone. 
okay? Undone as in it being an ego, as if it needs to be an ego. All these are wayward thoughts. Reminds me of that song. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's in, uh, that feels like a really inspired song to me, you know, and, and, and what are these images of ourselves, but a collection of wayward thoughts? See? So it's like, we're not trying to kill that thing. <laughs> and in fact, let the wayward thoughts carry on get on with it, right? I saw a, a wonderful comment on a post on, on Facebook, and it was from, uh, I think it was from Krishnamurti. And, um, and he said, he said, whether you eat meat or you don't eat meat, get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever it is, get on with it. Because it's completely fucking meaningless and all of your lessons are coming through it. See, uh, when we make things, we, we, you know, when we take things out of context and, you know, look at it like this, the, the world in this kind of context, you know, now that you've decided, and if you haven't decided and you're listening to this, you're going to be deciding soon. Um, you know, it, it, now that you've decided that you're going to use the world for healing, for seeing that the world is an illusion. Okay. You're, you're going to lose it. You're going to use it for that. Uh, you know, once you've decided that everything that comes to you, you could just use it like that. You watch, notice how automatically you're launching these hopes, these desires, and notice that they're completely leading nowhere. All that is, that's, that's it right there. You're establishing right there. This isn't real. That's all that's at, that's all that's being asked here, right? Uh, that's that's what's being considered by a course in miracles. It's considered a miracle, right? Um, and and you know you can also uh, you can also call it forgiveness. It looks like forgiveness because it seems like you want to attack someone and they deserve it. They deserve something. They deserve some kind of punishment, right? They harmed you. And a lot of the times it's so it's subtle for people. They don't realize that they actually want that person harmed. They don't actually realize their murderous thoughts. Whenever you think someone has wronged you, it is the same as wanting them dead. Okay. It's the same. It takes forgiveness, true forgiveness to get out of that. Because wanting them dead is actually wanting yourself dead. It's just getting you dead, right? It's just like one of those things. It's adding it up, adding up until boop, you're dead. Okay, you did it. Good job, right? It's in an imaginary way. That's why I think it's funny because um, there isn't any death for reals, right? So, so you set this up, you can also undo it. And, and, and undoing it, it's like, it's scary to the ego that you set up because to the ego, the only way for it to survive is to keep killing you, right? 
And the way to accomplish that is to make you believe that you're unworthy of eternal life and to use this world to demonstrate to you that that is the, the truth and it's there's nothing you can do to stop it. Sorry. Right. So, so, so you within that, uh, you know, seeing that can decide that that's completely meaningless and that's from moment to moment. So you're getting a reaction from moment to moment to a world that's meant to show you that you're not worthy of eternity. You're getting that reaction from moment to moment. So when you're getting that reaction, all you really need is compassion. If you're willing, you'll receive the compassion. So you forgive what you thought happened. You're willing to recognize that the thing never, ever happened. You only just set it up. There isn't even a past except the past that we're projecting right now. There's only right now, right? It didn't happen before. Nothing's happening right now. Okay. Uh, it, it didn't, it, it didn't actually happen before because nothing can happen apart from eternity, right? That's the only happening that is happening. <laughs> 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 but you can imagine that it did happen in an imaginary past and project guilt on you onto yourself in this instant. And you can be released from the guilt you're projecting on yourself in this instant. And that's just your willingness to see that whatever thought has your attention, has you clenching up, and this goes on all day. Is you clenching up? I mean, we get to the point uh, at the end of the day, sometimes in the middle of the day, I just woke up from a nap recently uh, where we just need to like sleep it off because there's so much activity. That's why we sleep. Apparently. Right. It gives us an, a, it, it gives us like it, it's all symbolic. You're tired. You need to go to sleep. You're tired from thinking. You're not tired from anything else. There's nothing else going on. It's hilarious. <laughs> Glenn says, I'm rubber and you're glue. Woohoo. <laughs> yep. That's a song we used to sing to ourselves, well, sing to each other when we're kids, whenever someone would say something mean. You never heard of that one before? So, so you know, someone would say, Hey, Joey, you're ugly. And Joey would go, I'm rubber and you're glue. Whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. <laughs> right? It's 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 a it's very insightful, actually. Right. You know, we we can influence our each other. We do influence each other heavily. We can feel it, right? Yeah, we, we do. That's then you know the feelings are projected, projected too. Uh, they're also symbolic. The feeling that you're getting is, is symbolic of, wow, that energy really seemed to have an effect on me, right? It's not really true that they can be difficult for you, though, because all of the energies that you encounter are meant for you and you can handle them. 
You can handle all the energies. It's your thought that it's too much for you that makes that a reality for you. Whatever pops up, you can totally handle it. It doesn't matter what kind of energy it is. And, you know, that that comes in really handy in business, let's say. You know, um, let's say you are a real estate agent. <laughs> And you have a client and, you know, they are, uh, they, they are, hmm, well, in their mind, they're difficult, right? In their mind, they're, they, they see themselves as being a difficult client, right? And they're uh, projecting that difficulty and like, see, because we always prove it to ourselves, whatever we think, right? Like, see, like, look at how difficult I am, right? Look at this. Look at how difficult I am. And it's just a subtle energy. People don't know they're doing this, right? <laughs> it's like they got the story. People have people have reflected to them before that they've, they're they difficult. You know, they're difficult to do business with. Um, and they got the story that they're difficult. And they got this persona in their mind. So they try to project their difficulty. And like my mind, I could see, can be influenced by that if I let it right? If I let it be influenced by that, but it's like, no, I don't let anyone be difficult for me. I don't, I don't allow that. Right. That's not allowed. I don't let them be difficult. They're not difficult. They're not, they're not difficult no matter how difficult they think they are. Even if they have a whole consensus that everyone thinks they're difficult, I don't let them be difficult for me. Right. So, so, you know, you can see how this can come in really handy in business, you know, like someone's, uh, someone thinks that they're going to be difficult and give you a headache for having to deal with them. Right. And, and you just, you see things a different way. You see through what they're trying to project and you could just get right down to the nuts and bolts. Okay. Here's what, here's what needs to be done here. And just look right past all that stuff. Not try to tr change them. Uh, not try to certainly like give them a spiritual teaching about how they shouldn't be so fucking crotchety <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it just it, it just makes all of your all of your relationships, no matter how they're uh, and, and, you know, there's really only one relationship, which we can get to later. Uh, we might. Um it, all all your relationships really feel uh, feel loving and because you're using them for what they're for if you're using them for a healing you're using them for if you hope that your escrow will close on time that's a different kind of energy that you're relating through do you see that uh, you're relating through it's 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 uh it's like it's coloring everything right uh and and see i said before you you really can't hope for anything in the world you're not really capable of hoping for anything in the world. But what you do is you identify with it as if it's true. There's an energetic shift here that occurs in the body's energy field when you notice. And I know because I like I I just watch. I just watch. You notice the thought. Uh, the thought will occur to me. I, I hope this escrow closes closes on time. The thought will and it'll, it'll automatically I'll see it and notice that that's not a a, a meaningful thought. It's like smile at that thought. That's the ego. All you have to do is notice the ego is the ego. There's the ego. That's all. It's not bad. Right? It's just that it's not my energy. It's not the energy I want to relate through. 
right? That's not the uh, what I like. The energy I like to relate through is like a caring energy, a loving energy, where I'm taking care of the the people in my field, not uh, not like uh, uh, the ego is very selfish, right? It's in a selfish way. I think I hope these things happen, but uh, these things happening on the surface are always happening perfectly for us. They can't be any better. That's why it's selfish, you know. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny because it's like that kind of selfishness, that ego selfishness. Let's let, let's say you're hoping that the escrow is going to close on time. It'll make it so that you can't relax, right? It'll make it so that you feel guilty, and then you can't get relaxation. You don't have time, let's say, to block. Because now you got to work on making sure that this thing fucking closes on time because that's what you want it to do, right? It's like, it's like, it just spins. Now you don't have time for self-care because you got to get, you got to get things done, see? And with time being an illusion, you're just spending all your time running around, running around, serving the ego's needs while you're identifying with these meaningless thoughts that want something in the world. There's nothing to get here. <laughs> so as I was explaining to my friend, it's like, no, it's not like I'm saying don't use the word hope. You don't have to correct yourself. Like when you say, uh, like I noticed when I was just queuing up here for wisdom dialogues, I, uh, had experienced some, a couple times where my Wi-Fi didn't connect and I would have to do a reboot for the Wi-Fi to connect. Right. So I noticed the thought, I hope it works this time. I hope the Wi-Fi works so I could have wisdom dialogues. No one gets shamed for that. It's just noticing that that's not meaningful. All of a sudden, I'm released from it because that that thought it's like a it's like a hook. It's meant to hook you into a certain feeling, and it's like, no, thank you. I don't want to go there. <laughs> I'm not going to take that bait. I don't believe that. It's the same whether the Wi-Fi works or not. I'm the same whether the Wi-Fi works or not. I'm the same whether. Uh, whether FEMA decides to give me 200 grand for my house that went under the lava or not. I'm same as the escrow. If the escrow closes or not, I'm the same. It's the same. Uh, the lessons that I need are coming perfectly at the perfect apparent time. Just for me so I could see through the world. It's very, it's very generous. Uh, you you get to see that the illusion itself is very generous in this way because it's 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 just perfect for you is to show you exactly what you need to see at that given time see so you see how meaningless hoping for anything to go any way even for someone to live like even for uh, someone's cancer to get better those hoping for meaningless things is actually killing in disguise. So the whole thinking of the ego, the whole thinking of the world, you see, it has to be reversed. That's why I talk so much. That's why I find myself on here, wisdom dialogues with you guys, talking so much because 
the concepts that I'm sharing with you are the opposite of what the world teaches, right? And you need to hear the opposite over and over and over again. And that's why I have recordings. HopeJohnson.org, Wisdom Dialogue tab. As long as you feel inspired and it's uplifting for you, it's good for you to listen. Okay? And you don't feel inspired and it's not uplifting for you, just take a break. And then notice what, what occurs, right? But what we're reversing the thinking of the world in our mind and and seeing miracles happening everywhere, just like you know, like a almost like a hush over the whole perception, a quietness in the midst of any kind of loud, chaotic, whatever. I got a loud ass fridge still in my house. <laughs> funny i'll be laying in my bed right and i'll be like all of a sudden the fridge is the only thing i hear i can't even hear the cookies <laughs> right it's the only thing i hear it's just like there's a stream of thoughts to hook me onto this and you know what it, you know what i find myself doing i'm like well it's a good time to put my headphones on and then I just turn on A Course in Miracles on the headphones. <laughs> Listen to that. I don't hear the I don't hear the fridge now. I just hear I, I just hear that. Uh, it's instead of instead of projecting about the fridge. Now, there's other moments where I'm not near my headphones and I'm not putting the headphones in because I don't really have a choice in what I do anyways. And those moments where I don't seem to have any relief from it, it's just like, let's say there's sound, pounding, pounding, chaotic sound like that. There doesn't seem to be any release from it. There's just a release within myself. And it always transforms for me. It always like, it's it, you know, there'll be this sense like, like I get the sense like when I'm falling asleep and I, and I get focused on the fridge, um, <laughs> I get the sense that my, like, it's like, it's making me grind my teeth. Right. Because it just seems like this thing that's like, ah, ah. Uh, you know, and then, and, and it's like, it's really gentle. Cause in the moment, if there's, uh, if it, if it's not meant for that kind of, uh, uh, a, a deep, uh, <laughs> deep experience, you could say, uh, it's a headphones are right there, put the headphones in. Then in another moment there will be, okay, now is the time for that deep experience where I'm going to sit through the grinding of the teeth and go through that. It's not like you have to be doing this stuff all the time. A lot of the times there's going to be relief for you uh, in a material sense that you put there, you put that there, right? Uh, so that you can experience that, okay, uh, time to relax, time to not follow and pursue thoughts and relax with this illusion, basically. Uh, so, you know, like making it, uh, making it nice for yourself. You do that for yourself. It's really sweet, actually. You know, it's like you do that for yourself. You'll put little things there. Here, I remember uh, many years ago, I was, uh, I was really sensing this struggle right with my family and and a sense like it was like all uh it was it was all just everything was terrible then something comes in the mail 
And it's something that I had ordered and I forgot I ordered it and I open it up and my whole mood changes. Everything changes. And I'm like, interesting. And I just thought it was so sweet how I gave that to myself. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, just giving yourself this little, oh, there's a reprieve right there. And when there doesn't seem to be a reprieve, it's just because in that moment, that's where you're going. And you're having like the deeper experience, like, oh my God, this is so intense. And your teeth are grinding and you can't get out of it. And there's nothing you can get out of. And then you're like, and you're just released. So all of it at all of it uh, that you perceive is always leading to the deeper experience is always leading to a deeper experience of of truth. There's nothing that you can't handle, though. There's nothing that you're not able to handle. It's not like, oh, I can't handle this at all. I'm just going to put the headphones in. It wasn't like that kind of vibe at all. Right. At that moment, it was like, this is just like it's like a gift. It's like a permission slip. It's like a permission slip. It's okay. Just chill out and and go to sleep. Everything's okay. Right. It seems like I need to get something moving so that I get that fridge out of that fucking uh what is it? It's the living room kitchen apothecary. Okay. There's a fridge in there that goes off and it'll start making all this noise. I'm telling you, all the mundane stuff like this, seemingly mundane stuff. This is like where it's at. It really is. Okay. So it'll seem like I need to like get something moving. Like I need to get that thing somehow, get it out of there. Um, So the other day um, I asked Tony, is there any way we can go down to two fridges? Cause we have three for essential oils, right? For our, our business, Miracle Botanicals. Is there any way we can go down to two fridges and just have the ones in the garage and not the one in the apothecary? And he goes, oh, yeah, that, that'll be fine. The only thing is we have to have way fewer hydrosols. And I'm like, oh, no, that's. <laughs> so you see, it's like and, and I can't even help that. It's like, OK, uh, OK, that, that, you know, that's awesome. And you see how these things also go through cycles in certain moments. It'll seem like nothing at all. No problem at all. Another moment. It's like, oh, my God, it seems like. It's making my teeth grind. Like it seems so like it's the only thing that I can, you know, and and I mean, like even just even just that that sweetness of having the the headphones nearby to just like be able to uh, like switch modes, switch modes, you know, um, instead of take it like because at that moment you're triggered, your teeth are grinding, you're triggered. Take it and you know, so you don't have to take it like I gotta get out of this right now. I gotta find a solution for getting that fucking fridge out of that fucking ball of You know what I mean? Like that, you know, I don't even like have to go to that. Right? I don't have to go to that kind of energy. I know it. I've been there before. I'm aware of it, but I know I don't even have to go to that energy. It's like that thing, uh, uh, uh that that particular thing that seems to be. Uh, an issue, a pain, a thorn, uh, that particular thing, it is for teaching my mind something that I need to learn. Okay. I need to learn how I'm not loving myself. I need to learn how I'm not, uh, uh, I'm projecting unworthiness onto myself and all of these things that pop up in the world. That's what they are for. They can stay as long as they need to, as far as I'm concerned. 
So that's why I don't need to get into that energy. Same thing with like, let's say, um, oh, let's say your kid has a cough and it seems like it's prolonged now. It's been going on for like a month, let's say. Okay. And there, and, and then something pops up. Oh, this is a problem. This might be something like this. This might be something chronic. This might be something like this. You can have relief from that right there. That's not a meaningful thing. It's not, no one's sick. No one is even sick. These are actually the kinds of thoughts when you identify with, uh, with them and you allow them to dictate what energy you're projecting into the world. They're actually the ones that are causing illusions of sickness. See? So it's like any any kind of thing. I gave you one example. There's endless examples of how your energy are like taken off center from moment to moment to moment to moment. And, you know, you might find yourself way far off center. You know, one of my friends was telling me he realized he just needed to go home and go lay down in his bed. Because he noticed that he uh, went off center with one thought. And then the next thing you know, he has a perception that feels like it's a it, it's a negative perception, right? No perception is negative when you're centered. You, you don't, and no, percentage, no, no perception is really negative at any time. But when you're centered, you know it, right? When you're, when you're in, your, in your core, in your center, you're walking with the Holy Spirit, let's say, right? Uh, he could say, he's always walking with you, but you may not be walking with him. <laughs> uh, so your thinking is off. And then next thing you know, you have a perception and the perception is like a hard. And then the next thing you know, another hard perception adds up. And my friend was like, wow, I just realized I just needed to go lay down. I needed to go home and go to bed. I was so off. And it's like, yeah, that's what it is. You're off. Nothing is going, you're not having a bad day. Nothing's going wrong in the world. You're off. That's all. And, you know, you just recognize it's not bad. You don't deserve punishment for it. You don't have to get yourself out of it. You need help. And if you're just willing to receive help, you get it. You just notice, wow, I got off on the wrong foot. I took the wrong train somewhere. Now, this is really the only way you're going. You're going in thought. You're not going anywhere. The surface going, comings and goings are meaningless. So it's just like being honest with you. It's like, yeah, once I realized I was off, I just realized I did, didn't need to have any more interactions. I just needed to go home because, uh, you know, and it's like, it's like you don't have a choice in this stuff, but it's kind of like the headphones for me is given this uh, option to like get out of that, decompress, whatever it is. And, you know, before I got the perception that the fridge was bothering me, there were some thoughts that I did, was not aware of that I made real and got to that in the first place, <laughs> right? So it's like, okay, I need a rest. And I really, you do, you need a rest so often. I Like I always tell people, you could always relax more. Like, when I feel like I'm, I'm sleepy and there's an option to take a nap, uh, I don't resist that one bit. If I feel like that I'm sleepy and there seems to be no option, no option is really, uh, it's it's just me giving myself exactly what I need. It's not like giving me the image of no option right now for a nap. You know, maybe there's this, there's this really uh, 
full day that I seem to be in. I'm not anywhere near home. I'm not anywhere near a bed. And it seems like that a nap is just not happening right now. Or it seems like this other stuff, I'm really called to do this other stuff that's different from napping, you know? It's like whatever it is, you could still get a rest. You just get whatever, take whatever rest you can within your mind, wherever you, whatever, in, in the midst of any kind of chaos, any kind of confusion, take whatever rest you can. Okay. Be open to that. You don't have to be hard on yourself. This awakening, it's not, it actually doesn't need to be hard. It actually doesn't need to be difficult at all. It's the ego that makes it difficult only, okay? And it's like the ego, uh, the ego's uh, coming from a wrong premise in the first place, see? It's just, it's it's totally, it's totally reasonable based on the ego's premise that awakening is really hard, you know, because it's the ego's completely getting its thought system turned upside down. Right. So it's a, so, you know, you could, you could take on that, but it's not really hard for you because this is like a homecoming for you. It's like prodigal son for you. You went out and you've, and you just slopped around in some pig shit for years and years and decades and lifetimes. Yeah. You got yourself all filthy in the mud and, and, and now you're coming home and, you know, it's like you're, you're, you're coming home to, to pure love. And, you know, it should feel good, really, uh, you know, and, and, and what makes it not feel good is just a thought that says that you're not worthy. That's all. Thank you, Cynthia, from join, for joining from Louisiana. I love you. Um, Janelyn said, hope your Zoom link isn't working for me through Facebook. Oh, no. Okay, so I, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm just going to go to hopejohnson.org. Wait a minute. That's hopejohnson7 at kw.com. I got that in my thing now. Uh, I got my, that in my repertoire. I became a real estate agent and have a real estate, real estate website. But hopejohnson.org will get you to Wisdom Dialogue. There's a Wisdom Dialogues tab. And then it says, follow this link. And that link does work. So I'm going to copy that right now. And then I'm going to edit this post and I'm going to fix the link. Boom. Save. Anyone who is trying to get on the link from Facebook, it'll now work. Thanks to Janelyn. Thank you, Janelyn. I love you. Okay. Yulia. Aloha. I feel like I just came to hear this about rest. Nice, Hope. Yay, Yulia. Yay. I'm so glad. It, it just, you know, it just can't be um, repeated enough for us because we forget that, you know, we're in our rest, in our willingness to relax, in our willingness to unwind from the world that is really you know that's like that's a really good symbol of undoing the ego too is just unwinding from these thoughts in the world you know uh another one that i know if you guys have been following me for a while you know i mentioned this a lot block therapy okay hmm. it's like the whole thing is rest the whole thing is you're using this bliss wooden block to like it seems to me, rest your nervous system, rest your mind, rest the thinking mind, unwind from the world. Um, 
it seems like the it seems like there are um there are a lot of pain points like the whole body is one big pain point that feels different in different areas apparently um that just need to be touched to be released and and i see that so symbolically because for me to even be in that uh, uh receptivity right there i have to be willing to release the world so that to me me to be even be uh willing to uh, focus on just that sensation. I have to be willing to be released of all these thoughts that seem like they're important in the moment. You know, they seem to like they need to be taking precedence. But I have this thing to focus on, which is apparent pain, which pain, all it is, is fear. So it's kind of like this, you know, touching this uh, uh, touching what we've been trying to hide from ourselves. We thought we could hide the pain in the body, right? So, so it's like, there, it's not really, it's not really hidden though, because it's coming out as a pain world. You know, we can't experience this hush over the world while we're being run around by all these thoughts, all these tight, painful thoughts, right? So that's what's symbolic of for me. It's like it's like this release of the, these different pains, so we don't have to act on these thoughts that are uh, that, that are basically resonant with this pain. They're painful thoughts, and they're making this pain. They're projecting it onto the body sense. Yulia uh, says, "Oh yes, block therapy. I think I'm finally about to try it. Just went through three weeks of horrendous." Horrendous neck pain. Yeah. Yes. Neck pain is great. Uh, great motivator. Um, back pain, neck pain, knee pain, any of that is a great, great motivator. Um, because you get a sense that pain is released, but that's how it is. You get a sense that pain is released when you're released from painful thoughts. It's very symbolic. And the thing is for people, if you idolize the blocks and think that it's about the blocks and the body and it's all physical like this, it's all a physical thing, you'll find that it too is just going to be, you won't get around to it. You just don't have the discipline. I hear all these different kinds of things. You just don't have the discipline to do it. All this, it's the way you're relating with things. It's this unwillingness to relax. So it's like whatever it is, whether it's the blocks, it's my headphones a lot of the times, whatever it is, just allowing yourself to take the relaxation, to take the rest from the worldly thoughts. You know, for me, even putting uh, A Course in Miracles on, for me, that's a, a way of taking a rest from worldly thoughts, just taking a rest. Let's turn it off, right? I seem to have... a a uh, 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 blooming career at the moment <laughs> in real estate. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know shit. <laughs> Who knows where this is going? Um, uh, but I do love, I do love taking care. I notice I just love taking care of people and I love the interactions. It's just so fun. Um, I love taking care of this thing. It seems, it seems like it's kind of complicated, even from my point of view as the agent, you know, it seems like it's kind of complicated. Like there's all this different stuff that seems to need to be done on a certain time and all this. And I just like to make that 
easy. You know, it's fun for me, right? Also, it involves a lot of worldly thoughts, right? And what people tend to do and why when they uh, when they embark on a career, they tend to get out of shape, right? One thing, right? They tend to get like people tend to get out of shape when they embark on a career. Um, you know, their their exercise routine goes to shit and different stuff happens like this. Um, and it's because of taking it as, you know, like, I'll, like, th- like, this is real. Like, I really, I- I'm really doing this for one thing, right? I'm really, I'm really, I'm not, see, for me, I just know I'm not doing anything. I'm never doing anything. I'll, but I'll notice a reaction like I am doing something. Like when we were making an offer um, in, in, into to the, uh, to the seller's agent, I noticed huge reactionary. You know, I I noticed my my body's energy field. I've been doing this for a long time, just tuning into my body's energy field. Huge reaction, huge attachment, huge attachment to getting it right and all these different like that, you know, and I saw Tony and here's another example of taking rest. I saw Tony. I'm like, Tony, hug me right now. And he and he wrapped his arm around me. And I'm like, oh my God, everything feels really real to me right now. <laughs> and you know, it's just like, and, and it's just like, ah, it's like a breath of air, like, oh my goodness, none of this is none of this is really meaningful. And and I can notice this rush in the body's energy field like it is meaningful and just be there with compassion for it, not trying to change it, not going, what's wrong with me? Why am I reacting like that? It's not like that, you guys. You're going to constantly get the reactions as long as you're perceiving a world. That's what you want. You know, and, and this rush that I experienced when I was going through this, I what I noticed too is that this is how people are experiencing the world and not observing it, not observing that that's how they're experiencing the world, right? It seems a lot more intense, the the more aware you are of the fluctuations in the body's energy field. For me, that felt super intense. I was like, whoa, who can live like this? (laughs) But meanwhile, That's like the common way. That's the normal ego way to live. So there's a lot of blocking it out. There's a lot of blocking that feeling out. And what that does, it makes more pain in the body. And it makes these blockages. And like you're hiding this pain in the body. It's a symbolic thing, right? So it's like the more I I open up and touch on that pain, uh, and and allow it to be released and spend that quiet time. It's also really quiet time. People have asked me, do you do anything else while you're blocking? You know, I'm talking about block therapy. I call it blocking. Do you do anything else while you're blocking? I'm like, no, I don't do something else while I'm blocking. You can. You know, they they encourage that if that's the best, that's what you got. And they encourage that in addition to even being quiet and blocking, right? Uh, being quiet and just focusing on that. They, you know, they, they even, they even encourage that in addition to it. And I would encourage that too. Like, you know, if you want to, if you're, if you're going, man, I would like to get relief from some of this pain I'm projecting onto myself, but I don't want to be quiet for even 15, 20, 30 minutes. Right. Um, 
shoot, what do you do? What do you, what do you do when you're unwinding? Everyone has ways of one, unwinding. Let's say it's watching TV. Okay. Let's say you're watching TV. Uh, so, so fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not something you got to stop doing for unwinding. Just take the block with you, or if you you have something else or just your fingers, whatever. Um, cause you can like touch anywhere with your, even with your fingers, you know, like, let's just say the neck, you know, Yulia mentioned the neck, just like put your fingers there gently touch, apply pressure, notice how it feels, uh, notice the tissue underneath your fingers. Notice how no, notice the uh, the liquid, uh, a liquid or not liquid or whatever. Um, and and you know what I'll do is I'll just move really slowly. I'll just move my fingers really slowly and let them gradually get deeper and deeper. And eventually, I'll find myself on something that feels like almost like a massagey kind of energy. You guys, you could do this while you're watching TV. And, you know, and, and eventually, uh, and eventually, you know, you'll, you'll see if you, if you allow it, you know, really, I mean, you don't have a choice in anything you do. It's like, if you would allow the, uh, the, the, re- this kind of relaxation, if you would allow yourself to touch on your pain, you know, to notice what you're projecting onto your body and make that like your practice, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to make it a point to notice what am I projecting what kind of pain am I projecting? Well, what do I got? Okay, I have fingers here. I could just push in and let it keep on going until I feel something that's kind of tangible. And notice, like, gosh, just uh, you know, if you can't if you can't see me because you don't see the video, I got a, a finger in a rib in my upper chest, in between two ribs, and and let it sink a little bit, and then all of a sudden, uh, the, my the back of my shoulder starts relaxing. You know, it's like. Instead of thinking about stupid stuff, like even you notice when you're watching TV, you might notice your mind is running, you know, and you can, you can have like relaxation, uh, anytime, anytime. It's like, you know, it, it, it's like when you become aware of the pain and you're breathing and you're noticing it in a relaxed, calm way, you're releasing, you're releasing fearful thoughts. You're being released from these things. And, and, you know, you just allow that to add up more and more and more and more. You allow that to add up. Um, Let's say, you know, you're just, you just notice, wow, I feel really stressed right now. Or you just are tuning in. You're going, how do I feel right now? Do you never notice how you feel? Have you been noticing how you feel? right? How do I feel? Let me see. Let me just do a scan and see if anything is tense. Let me just do a scan and see if I'm like gripping anything anywhere. What are my hands doing right now? What's my shoulders doing right now? You know, I'm talking to people sometimes sometimes, and I'll notice their shoulders are way up here and they just kept on migrating up there. They kept on migrating until they're, you know, their shoulders are up here and, and people uh, grow into that. It's like, it, it's like grow, grow right into it. Uh, and it becomes a thing. So they'll be talking about something and not noticing it and their, their shoulders, they're, they're bringing their shoulders up. They'll be talking about something, really not noticing that they're bringing their shoulders up, basically training yourself into that alignment. And it's an alignment in the mind, actually. You know, it's like guarding. It's like a protective posture. So we're sh- we're we're even demonstrating how we're thinking in our posture. So I started to pay attention to my own posture probably way back in like 2012. I read an FBI book 
on how to read what the mind is doing based on what the posture is doing for spiritual reason. I wanted to see, right? I wanted to see what, what, what am I thinking, right? I'm not trying to read other people. That's not why I did it. I wanted to see like, cause I noticed I'd be, I'd, I'd be walking around my house in a certain way. And I'd feel like I was kind of like walking around the house, kind of like a bum or something. Like I was just kind of like, you know, uh, I was like, what is that? I wanted to know. I was curious. Like, what is that? And also I noticed when I would be in the kitchen and I'd, uh, and I'd cook anything, I'd be cooking anything in the kitchen. I'd find myself with my hips leaning against the counter. And I'm like, what is that? Cause I know the body's symbolic. Why are my hips leaning against the counter? Right. It's all symbolic like that. So it's symbolic of the thought patterns uh, affect how we hold the form out in the field. It's interesting. And, and just being aware of that, just being aware of my, like my little habits of how I stand, what I do with my hands, uh, where my feet are pointed, just being aware of that kind of stuff. It takes you right out of thinking about stupid stuff about the world. Really? Because, because that, that is, you might, you know, you might say, well, that's, that's pretty real worldly how you're holding yourself out. But if you're looking at your, if you're looking at it from the point of view it, of what am I thinking to cause this symbol like this, to, to be, uh, to be out like this, you, you start to see your patterns of thoughts, your habits of thoughts. I notice how I walk through the house with a sense of, I hate my life. Like it was just became a habit. Uh, like walk through the house with a sense like I hate my life. This became a, th- a habit and it showed up in my posture, right? So so it's like it's like just noticing that automatically, uh, you know, it, it feels better to be like alive in your posture and not slump like as much as you can be. We've trained ourselves into these the, these shapes, right? Um, but like as much as you can be like alive in your posture, whatever that is. Um, rather than sinking it more. So like, like in the example I gave you, people, you know, I'm talking to people and their shoulders are coming up. They're bringing them up. They're not stuck like that. They're bringing them up. And then what that what occurs is they're being trained to be locked in that kind of protective, fearful mode, right? And it's like, and, and it's like, uh, we all have these kinds of tendencies because we all do uh we all do believe in the fear we've projected we all do believe in the unworthiness i'm saying myself included that's why i perceive a world that's why my lessons are coming that's why i'm glad that my lessons are coming that's why when something comes up and it seems like i don't like it i'm glad do I need to approach it in that moment? Not necessarily, because the uh, the miracle only establishes that you dream a dream and all of its contents are false, okay? Nothing's true about it at all. That's all it is. That's all it establishes. So uh, by establishing in, that in your mind over and over and over again, uh, the the big things that you thought you couldn't go through, they just seem easy. You know, they, they seem like, the, oh, and they are easy for you. Anything, whatever you make out to be a big thing, whatever, it is easy for you because it's just a feeling. It comes down to it's just a feeling. And you can handle any feeling. 
It's thinking that you can't handle feelings that have projected them as pain in your body. (laughs) It's thinking that, oh, this could be too much. That would be too much. Oh, if she died right now, that would be too much. That book you read, perchance, written by Joan Varro. Is that name the FBI? Yes, it is. Okay. He found it. Okay, this guy, I love this. He's a, he's a master investigator. So uh, so I mentioned earlier about an FBI book. Uh, and and Kai Molino got on a, a FBI book that I used for, you know, learning about what kind of thought is occurring when this yeah, he seems to have a couple out now. He has a couple out now. His name is Joe Navarro. If you want to, with two R's, if you want to look at that book, that's the person's name. Um, and I found it really helpful because of the way I would use it, right? Um, and and you know, I'm sure I'm sure it's helpful too. Just uh, you know, because I I love to take care of people. I mean, that's just like a a a, a thing that is a. Uh, it's, it's customer service kind of uh, a kind of mindset it seems to be so when so noticing when someone else feels uncomfortable too i like noticing by their body language when they feel uncomfortable right uh, that that just allows me to to notice that within myself and let myself be released from it and it's really ice breaking for people you know um because a lot of the times when we don't notice when someone feels uncomfortable we interpret that they're feeling uncomfortable that they don't like us in some way and then we can't uh, then we can't connect with them it'll seem like i'll 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 bust through those kinds of uh those kinds of illusions that will kind of like keep us as if we're separate right it will keep us as if they're it's as if we're as if we don't have anything in common like we can't get together like we can't uh we can't see each other right um, I'll notice that. And, and once I bust through the perception, I'll see that it's something completely different from what anyone was thinking, you know, and also reveal that to the other person too. That, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't what you thought it was, you know, because a lot of the times there will just be these, these, uh, these interactions and the way psychics see this too, it's like, they'll see it in colors as kind of like energy where it's, it's almost like a, a, this energy is attacking the other energy. And, 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 and they'll see this going on, like in crowds where people never even met each other before or anything. And they'll see this energy kind of like attacking other energies. And this is like, this is how the ego goes out. This is how these kind of thoughts, these kinds of uh, thoughts, like, like we were talking about earlier, the hoping for things in the world kind of thoughts This is how they go out. They look like an attacking kind of energy. It's like going out to bring in what it would see to influence another person to bring that in what it would see. That's kind of like going out like that. And I, I gave you guys an example of when I was in, on, I was at the farmer's market one day and, um, and someone, uh, let me see, what was the story? Someone, uh, someone was, uh, was trying to tell me something and, um, and, and then a customer came and he goes, oh yeah, oh, yeah, okay, just go to that customer now. And uh, and and I could I could notice this energy, and I was like, wow, that was interesting. So I got done with the customer, and then I went back uh, to, back to this person, and I go, I go, you were trying to tell me something back there, and what? And he goes, oh, you wanted, oh, you wanted hear what I have to say, and I was like, well, yes. 
And, and, and he goes, well, I wouldn't think that you would he- want to hear what I want to say if it's just meaningless what I'm saying to you. Cause I had, I had made a comment like that, uh, of something like, oh yeah, well, it's all, well, it's all meaningless. Uh, it's coming back to me. He said, um, well, if you, well, if you knew what I knew and, and this and that, and this and that, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, and, and, uh, and something, something about it being meaningless and somehow he took an offense and I didn't notice that he took the offense, but I noticed once he goes, oh yeah, just go ahead and talk to him over there. I could feel it. Right. So then I walked back around him. I said, Hey, you were trying to tell me something back there. And, and he goes, he goes, yeah, well, uh, why would you, why would you want to hear what I want to say if it's all just meaning it meaningless? And I go, oh, I didn't mean it in that way. I didn't mean that what you're talking about. No, I'm not saying that. No, you're whatever you're talking about, and you want to tell me that's totally meaningful for me. No, I didn't mean it like that. I just meant like the whole world is meaningless. And and he goes, oh my goodness. He's like, I totally. And I go, let's have a hug about it. And we just like, you could feel like this energy is. This is regular everyday stuff that doesn't get addressed normally. Okay. That's why, uh, that, that's why, uh, you know, people will just be like, oh, ah, gosh, that person really rubbed me wrong. And it's not that it's just that you didn't see something. No one can do that. Right. And, and the, you know, the ego's voice is just to kind of like hide from that. And, and, you know, the way we hide from it is to project and say, that guy's just a weirdo. I don't want to hear what he has to say. What a fucking weirdo, right? So we'll separate and make them so that we're they, that they're not they're not us now. They're separate from us. They're outside of ourselves, right? Um, so so my thing is, and you know, this is also it feels like customer service to me. I don't know why. It makes me laugh too. It is like customer service. Like all of you guys are my customers, and I'm giving you customer service. <laughs> It's funny. Um, but you know, I have a way of customer service where it's not like boot licking or ass kiss or ass kissing or uh, or, uh, or or anything like that. It's not like that for me at all. Um, it's it's more like, you know, it's like it's like I I want everyone to feel inspired and uplifted around me, right? That's what I would have for myself. So, I give what I would want for myself. That's what I give. That's what I share. Um, and so, and so if someone's struggling and uh, there's, there's, they may even think their struggle is about me, you know, it's like, it's like, where, how can I give customer service? (laughs) (laughs) And of course, uh, of course that goes over to when you have an actual customer in a actual deal, uh, as actual as it could be. (laughs) (laughs) okay cynthia said on new year's eve i had a circle of rose pep rose petals oh she means petals she put petals like petals on a bike that's awesome (laughs) on new year's oh thank you for that that was fun on new year's eve i had a circle of rose petals and candles and did a quiet meditation i released all that no longer serves my higher self from 2023 on new year's night i did it again and received what will come in 2024 you just do that every moment if you want i release myself from everything i don't need from the last 
from the last instant where I thought I needed something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you know, it's, it, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, I like it. I like it. It's kind of like a, it, it's a, it's a fun, uh, it's a fun thing. It, yeah. It, you know, in Puna, we definitely think ceremony. It sounds like the ceremonies that are done around Puna, right? Where you go and you like, you even write stuff down and then you throw it into the fire and you release things that you don't need. And then throughout the year, you're like, fuck, I thought I released that thing in the fire. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it's so good because like that's how the ego goes. It just like spins around and around to show you that you're guilty. Basically, that's how... Uh, that that's what the world is is uh, you know the world meaning that the ego has for it is and so we do these things and you know I've, I've experienced this a bunch because I've gone to a bunch of these ceremonies you know I just wanted to find out what what it was all about I was like a kid in a candy store when I got here to Pune before I arrived here in 2010 I was pretty conventional uh, in my thinking um i had already started though because i started in 2009 where i just got like this awakening like whoa i am like on the wrong track of thinking like i am thinking in the wrong no this is like this is i'm thinking in the wrong way i know that okay i can't came to that at that point i know i'm thinking in the wrong way and and then i come to puna i'm like okay i just want to see what all this is about i took all the healings anyone who was offering a healing i took all the healings paid for them uh, went to all the dances, all the ceremonies, all the, I even went to ecstatic dance retreat. I went to all the things. Okay. Um, so I saw all these different ceremonies and stuff and I'm just like, you know, I'm participating and I'm also observing and I'm noticing that I'm noticing, uh, the results and I'm noticing other people's results and my results. And I'm noticing, just noticing what's going on. Uh, here's, here's what I see is there's this constant, um, intentional releasing of things from the past and always they're coming back again. I've never seen a person go, wow, that fucking ceremony, that was the one I released the past and it was gone. <laughs> right. But I'm not, I'm not trying to discourage you from doing that either because it all adds up. Like, you know, it, it just, it's like the intention behind it is to see through the world. It all adds up. Uh, it, it, what I, what I'm sharing this with you for is because I know the hopefulness that goes into it. And I know how, uh, the, the samsara swings around again and shows you that it failed. Okay. Uh, it didn't fail. It didn't really fail. Um, it's like anytime you have an intention to see things clearly, an intention for something that's real, an intention that is not of this world, anytime you're successful, that's it. Something comes back around to show you that you weren't successful. Don't believe it. Now, if you're asking for a million bucks and that still didn't come, that's it. You're, you know, whether it comes or not, you've only asked for death and you're only going to get that. That's all you're going to get. Because you can't really get the million dollars. You can't really have it. You can't really have it. You can only dream of it. Okay. Uh, you, you're really, what you're really asking for is one thing. And that's just death for, through anything like that. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you know, the message is, the lesson is, you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to kill yourself anymore. And, you know, I say that and still I find myself in that mode 
uh, in that mode. And, you know, this is I'm saying it's a momentary thing. I'm not saying, okay, here's a mood that's lasting a couple hours. That could occur too, but uh, not as likely for me. It's more like I'm seeing this thing passing really fast. <laughs> and it's like moment to moment to moment to moment. I'm seeing this thing just like uh, just like passing. And and uh, using the thing and using all the things that pop up, all the experience, all the scenarios. Um, someone might think it might seem like they're mad at me. I seem like I'm not doing something good enough. This is all the unworthiness stuff. I feel like I'm going through this um, experience of this blooming career right now, just so I could see how people go through these different. Okay, this is a, a, another uh, another thing where it seems like I'm challenged here, and it's like, oh, at, with my point of view and able to see it like that, it like blows it that uh, blows the the socks off of that thing for all real estate agents and anyone in any profession anywhere. It gives permission to relax more permission to not take this thing seriously. I love that I'm going through it because uh, I have a certain point of view that will reverse the world's thinking that's all wrapped up in it. It's really fun. I don't know how long it's going to go on. So if any of you guys want to buy or sell a house anytime uh, soon, <laughs> you might as, you, you might hook up with me right away. Because the thing is, I'm a really fast learner. So that being said, I might get all the lessons I need out of real estate really fast and then be done with it. I don't know. And it could, and and it also could be a long time. I have no idea, really. Um, so congratulations, Cynthia, for um, uh, for having a circle of rose petals and candles in your meditation. I mean, the, the most, the most powerful thing here uh, is this uh, willingness to undo this unwind, this, this unwinding from your thinking. So, you know, uh, yeah, if rose petals in a circle and candles are the thing for you, yes, that's what, that's, that's, that's really awesome. If it's uh, sitting on your couch, watching a show with a joint and some, uh, uh, and some alcohol, awesome. Uh, and I'm saying, and you know, I'm saying it like this so that you realize that these two things are equal, okay? That you realize that anything that you seem to do in the world, it's equal. What relief are you getting for yourself? What relief are you uh, allowing for yourself with, in the midst of that perception, right? Are you able to use that perception to get relaxation for yourself? You know, just notice. It's the quickest route. Relaxation, I found, is the quickest route. It's like a, and it, and it's funny because okay, you guys, I haven't talked about this in a while. The pattern, uh, oh yeah, right? The pattern. It's an app. Okay, uh, yeah, it's an app. I'm on it. You can friend me up there. I'm. What am I on the pattern? I don't remember. Probably Hope Johnson. I think I got on it when there weren't very many people on it. Um, so the pattern. It came up with a special new audio just for me. It was a new audio and it's about um, my pattern. It's a lifelong pattern. And this pattern is to learn how to relax more. I, I've been talking about this for years before I read this on the pattern. Uh, it was like, my pattern is to, it's a, the, the, the name of the pattern is specifically is savor and enjoy life. Okay. This is a pattern that I, I don't, I don't know. I may not share it with any of my friends. It's really rare pattern to get. 
And it could be really, it could be really troublesome for people who are not willing to savor and enjoy life. This is my pattern, um, apparently, um, my my makeup, apparently, because some planet was passing while I was being born, apparently. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I mean, everything's symbolic to me, right? Uh, 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 yeah. So, so uh, apparently I'm going to use this. I'm going to use anything that it is. I'll use anything that it is. It, you know, it, it's like, is it helpful or unhelpful? I'm going to make it helpful. That's what it is. Okay. So, so this, so I've got this pa- pattern apparently where I'm supposed to savor and enjoy life. Uh, you know, I'm supposed, that's what I'm learning and teaching also everyone to savor and enjoy life that according to the pattern, that's like a, one of the main thing, main themes of my life. I did not know this. I've been talking about relaxation and uh, and also noticing relax. Wow, relaxation is really a powerful thing. Uh, you know, since back then in 2009, I didn't pick up the pattern till maybe one or two years ago. I don't know. But I was like, whoa, that's interesting. And then I'm looking on the pattern too. I don't think I actually share that pattern with any of my friends yet. It's it's like that rare of a pattern. Some of them, you know, you have a whole bunch of friends that are sharing that same exact pattern with you, right? I think I share that pattern with any of my friends. It's so funny. Um, so so it's like it's like, hey, uh, uh, apparently, apparently that's something that the people in my world can learn from me is how to, and I got to be the example of it though. I in order to teach that, I have to be the example of it, and it's been shown to me like way way earlier on. That you know, I'm like a like like royalty. It's feeling like I'm royalty, like I'm a pampered person. Like and and you know, people go like like you know, you can just relax that much. And you know, it extends like this. It extends like this because it's all mental, right? Um, I had an experience where someone was reading what I was writing on Facebook, and he told me he goes, you know. Um, you may think that you're, uh, that, that you've, you've got it, you know it and that you got it down, but actually you're going to find out that you're wrong. Uh, you know, the things that I was writing and, and I, I go, oh, well, that's okay. That's, that's, that's perfect for me. And he actually said, he like out of his mouth, apparently he's like, you can allow that much relaxation. And I go, yeah. And that's when I realized that's a superpower for me that uh, uh, that most people seem to not have. I know you guys have it, though. That's the thing. Because mm-hmm. it's all because any any anything that I have, you have. Right. Yeah. Part of part of the illusion, big part of the illusion is to make it look like I can have something that you don't have. That's not true. It's just that this is what I share an aspect of yourself that I'm sharing with you that you actually have this capacity as well. And this is also why I seem to learn things really, really fast because I can relax because I'm not spending a bunch of time condemning myself. And that's the most common thing is to spend all this time in condemning yourself. When you relax, you release the pressure. Your mind can learn things quicker. That's why it seems like I learned A Course in Miracles quicker than most people who study A Course in Miracles. Because I am willing to relax. That's all. 
you know, you're getting caught up in a course in miracles, right? It's a whole course, right? You yeah, a whole course. It lasts a whole year, right? And it's like every day you're doing these uh, things and it, it can turn into a hindrance rather than a help. Anything, anything in the world, even a course in miracles can do this, right? Because, because it's you using it. It's you deciding how you would use it. So, you, you know, you, if you get so focused on the form of it, right? Okay. I start like, uh, so that's, for instance, some of my friends, Kai Molino is one of them. We're all starting a course in miracles day one on the first day of the year. And it's going to end on the last day of the year. Right. Uh, you know, that that's fine. That's fun. Watch your energy with it because throughout the year, what if you're not inspired toward it that day? Do you have to do it? Do you make yourself do it? See, the thing is your unwillingness to relax is causing it to take more time. It's not that you missed a day of A Course in Miracles. That's not going to do shit because if you're not inspired toward it, you're going backwards because you're not relaxed. All right. You're actually going, you're, you're like, it's, a, it's like, it's like this. You're getting a lot more of the conceptual learning, right? You're learning these concepts a lot. So it's not, not like you're going backwards for, uh, for, for reals because you can only go forward. You're just getting these concepts. You're projecting time. So it's, that's not exactly what you want. You want to collapse time. So that's what I meant when I said you're going backwards. You're not collapsing time like you want. You're projecting time. But you're also, no matter what you do, it's helpful uh, because you're, uh, you're, you're building those concepts more, right? You're building these concepts up more and more and more. At some point, you're going to relax. And all those concepts that you built up, they're going to kind of like be, uh, they're going to be loosened and they'll also be like a rock that you, cause you got all this learning from them and you can relax. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's really what it's coming down to is a deep relaxation. And even the release from this world, the total release from this world is just a deeper relaxation that we're not willing to go to. It feels, it feels scary because of the defensive mechanisms that are built up and that manifests as pain in the body sense that that's what's showing you. Okay. Uh, you, you manifest neck pain, for instance, like Yulia, you man, you manifest neck, neck pain. Okay. What's that showing me? I need a change in direction, not on the surface in thought only. Okay. So look at, look at the surface distraction. I've, I've got a neck ache. What did I do? Did I sleep wrong? No, you didn't sleep wrong. No. Was it because I was rocking? Was it because I was, I was rock and rolling? I was head banging. No, it's not that it's you're the way you're thinking. You're stressing yourself out. That's why you're getting a, uh, that's why you're getting pain. Now, that being said, all of us have a ton of pain in our body. It's weird. But oh, look, the body doesn't even exist. That's why it can seem like this ton of pain, right? But it's all this fear projected as pain in the body constantly. That's what's holding it up. It's just hilarious. It's like, <laughs> it's like if we knew, if we were aware, we brought awareness to all the pain in the body, we'd be, we'd be screaming in pain. All the pain in the body sent. That's why it's so kind to be able to bring it up gently one point at a time with a finger or a block or something like that. And just notice that you can be released from that because it's a, it's a, it's a fear. 
And, you know, with gentleness and breathing, you see, you get to see that you can be released from anything, anywhere, anytime. It's such a blessing. You are awesome, Hope Johnson. I'm awesome, Hope Johnson. On the pattern, I'm awesome, Hope Johnson. That's the same as um, Instagram, which there haven't been posts to Instagram lately. My friend who used to post to Instagram, have you seen some? Okay. I haven't, haven't been posted to Instagram lately. I don't think um, my friend is hiking. Uh, she's like hiking constantly Ooh. now. Yeah. My friend Goda, who was post posting. Oh, thank you, Amy, for giving a link to Janelin to, to join. Yay. Oh, Cynthia said it was fun and enjoyable. Perfect, Cynthia. I love it. Thank you for having fun and enjoying. Yay. Ah. Inspiration within obligation. Oh. So, yes, inspiration rather than obligation. Thank you, Kaimalino. That's awesome. <laughs> so a friend of mine was telling me um that her partner is really difficult to to work with well they're, i guess they're ex-partners now and uh, and they seem to need a divorce right they seem to need to do a divorce um, so she was asking me about a divorce attorney and I'm like, I have no idea about one of those. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, she, she was saying what I, what I heard over and over, what I heard her saying over and over again was about how difficult this is and how, um, her partner is being difficult. Right. And, and, and you know, this person is so open it's amazing. You know, it's like, I feel so much gratitude toward her because she can really receive, you know, uh, I'm like, okay, well, you know, hold on a second, because, you know, you're saying that your partner's difficult, but really you're the only one who can make it difficult. Your partner can't make it difficult on you. Um, you have to be propping your partner up as if they can be difficult just so that you can see that you're making this up. This helps you see through the world a little bit at a time, right? And all it takes really is willingness to see that you're making it difficult. I'm making it difficult on myself. That's why it looks like that person is difficult. That's why that it looks like, you know, whenever I have an interaction with that person, I feel like shit, my energy is low, I'm, uh, uh, my heart's racing. It's not that person. It's that you're projecting onto that person. Okay. And then, and then I'm not saying that you have to keep on going around that person. You don't have a choice in that, but allow gentleness for yourself, you know, allow, allow it to be gentle for yourself. You don't ever have to prove yourself to anyone. That's a big thing. You know, that makes people want to like reach out and contact people like to uh, try to uh, prove themselves. You know, you don't have to uh, you don't have to rehash anything or anything like that. Just uh, just uh, just let everything be nothing. And then the next time you have an interaction with that person, just let it all be new. Right. And then see if you keep on irritating yourself. And notice again and again, just notice again and again, here I am irritate. I'm using this person to irritate myself. You know, I've heard people say it in the way this person is my greatest teacher. 
my my friend Gail, uh, I was visiting my friend Gail a couple of weeks ago and, you know, she's, she's hilarious. I, I think I shared with you guys before, whenever I go over there, I'm smoking uh, clove cigars when I ever go over there. I don't even bring, I stop bringing my, my weed or anything. Like I don't even need any to smoke anything else. This smoking is happening. Um, I show up over there and, and it used to be that we would smoke outside of the house. We would smoke out back. Right. And then the landlord who lives real close to her got wind that she's smoking and said, you no, no smoking can be here. She's like, and, and my friend's like, I haven't been smoking. And she's like, she goes, I wasn't smoking. And then, so then she's, she's like, okay, I got to keep this under wraps. I'm just going to smoke right in the house now. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that landlord that just does not know what she wants. Does she, man? <laughs> smoking has been completely demonized apparently to the man, to the landlord. She just will not have it on her property at all. You have to go to the you have to go to the street and smoke. Uh, otherwise, you know, no, you can't. You, you got to get get kicked out. You're gonna get booted, right? If you do any of that. So, <laughs> so I, I'm like shit. So we're so we're in there and we're like we're 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 just doing all the smoking uh, cigars in this in this in this in this place. And she's like she's like having to even uh, listen for the garage because the the landlord has can get into the garage and you can kind of smell the smoke coming underneath a door in the garage and someone has even busted her on that before so here we are hiding in this house <laughs> smoking clove cigars and it's it, it's really great we're like it, you know you know gail's like yeah she's just she's my greatest teacher it's so it's so great they just have all these interactions where this woman will be like this this thing that's like so hard to deal with and gail will just keep on relaxing and and you know the woman will reflect back to her and this is how it is because it's all symbolic that women will reflect back to her her appreciation that's what occurs especially when you're close with someone like that and you keep on practicing forgiveness with them knowing that basically but the way she's practicing forgiveness is she's acknowledging that this person is propped up by her mind and she's using it to heal this sense of unworthiness. You know, not it's not just like I'm worthy and you're not. It's like we're worthy. So that's what you're demonstrating whenever you're interacting with a person. You're demonstrating we're worthy. You're worthy. Because when a person is reacting to you in the first place like that, like they're really scared. Oh, what are you doing to my house and stuff like that? You know, what are you doing? Um, they they're They're asking for love. They're really asking for love. They're asking to be aware of their worthiness. And really that's up to you just relaxing your tensions and that, and, and that immediate reaction that's just like, God, how do, how come I have to live here? I can't take this or something like that. It's like getting a, some relaxation, a nice breath. And so, so you can appreciate the gifts that this person is bringing into your life. That is exactly what's going on. They're bringing you gifts so that you can see. Without them, you couldn't see. Without them, you'd be blind. They're showing you that it's like everyone in your world is like a flashlight. They're showing you they're showing you what you need to see so you can be released. And all it takes is willingness to see them like that. You'll get help on that. Thomas Cashman, I texted with Goda today and she is absolutely having a great hiking experience on the TA 
in New Zealand. She introduced me to these and I'm loving it. I'm loving you. Thank you, Thomas. And I really appreciate Goda. She is uh, she's she's a wonderful uh, light and a great example of freedom. It's really sweet. And, you know, and, and, you know, her experience too, I got to go and hang out over, see how she lives. She lived with her parents and hang out with her parents and stuff. And to see uh, like how much resistance it looks like to me, from my point of view, she had to go through to be as free as she is, you know, just, it, it's just like the way she propped up this experience with her parents being, you know, really, really protective um, controlling too, there's controlling in there too. And really in a sweet way, you know, they want what's best for their daughter, of course, you know, um, and, and uh, you know, they, they think they, they think they know how to get, a, how to go about it though. Uh, that's the other part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love Goda. And once in a while, when, when actually when she's not hiking, which I don't know if this is ever going to stop now, she seems to like it so much. When she's not hiking and she's hanging out like at her parent, I think it's only been when she's hanging out at her parents' house, she'll, her spiritual practice will be wisdom dialogues and she'll make memes and stick them up on uh, Instagram. She still has my username and password if she ever wants to do that. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. Ah, yay. So uh, let's see. What do I have here now? Brittany. Yay. Someone's trying to get me a DUI for marijuana now. It looks like they're following me. Four cops when I went to eat with my children today. My car has become illegal to them. I had to find another ride home. And you spoke about something with your son. Last live you did. I'm not guilty. Oh, how funny. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so, uh, what are you saying? Did you get a ticket for a DUI for marijuana? Did you already get a ticket? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Driving under the influence. It could be anything. Yeah. It could be anything. That's why if a, if a police officer asks you if you've had any marijuana, I've, I've heard this story too. Police officer asked someone if they had any marijuana. Oh yeah. I had some marijuana today, but it was way earlier. And I took a nap since then. DUI. Yeah. <laughs> Your answer is no, I've never had any marijuana. <laughs> no, I've never touched the shit. <laughs> I have to wait on the blood results and a year wait for a DUI paperwork. Yeah. So, uh, so, so here's the thing. First and foremost, uh, you know, thank you. You're, you're, you're in gratitude, right? You're in gratitude. The police officer, uh, the whole system, the system too. Uh, the system is also set up to help you, not in the way it thinks it's set up to help you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not in the way it's corrupt as fuck. Okay. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's actually, it's actually, you're having an account encounter like that and seeming restricted in that way is to help you. So, um, so it's like, you know, first and foremost, it's like, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is for me and I love it. Loved it. Uh, I have, I, when I've smoked, I've smoked so little. So, and then she, 
dot, dot, dot. Yeah. You, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's like, it's like, there's this procedure, uh, this procedure that it goes through, uh, that, that the whole, you know, in the system, the procedure it goes through where it's like, if you like marijuana, DUI. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, did you ever kiss a person who smoked marijuana before? (laughs) Or you could, or you could do the Bhakti, you could do the Bhakti thing too, where it, it, you smoke marijuana. Oh, did I smoke marijuana? I've smoked so so much marijuana. I'm on a whole fistful of mushrooms right now too. (laughs) <laughs> then he's like, okay, have a nice day, buddy. <laughs> it's a total energy play. It's funny. Uh, but yeah, I'm in the house and in the yard now with my dogs and children. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, you know, you know, it's like, as far as the legal system goes, it's like, if you want some help on that, you know, my husband, Tony is really happy to help. He's like been, he's been helping people with stuff like that. Um, you can talk to him if you want any help in any, anything like that, because he's been um, doing a lot of research and he has been helping people to get like cases dismissed and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's something you will have to do all of the work. He's not going to do the work for you. You have to do all of the work and you're going to have to do research and you're going to have to understand this system, you, you know, and it's like, do you want to do that? I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, some people, some people do, uh, or, or, you know, if that's not appealing to you, if that's not, you just use it for healing and don't worry about the outcome. Don't even be concerned with the outcome, whatever it is, whether you go that route, whether you go attorney route, where you go, whatever, just notice whatever choice you seem to make in the world, it's right for you. It is perfect for you. Okay. Um, nothing has gone wrong. It's a celebration. I would celebrate that. Hey, everyone, I got a DUI. Let's fucking party. You know, just like have a, have a sell because it, 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 number one, it teaches your mind that this is not a problem. There's no problem. Um, it, you use an apparent problem in the world to undo the whole idea that problems are possible. That's a celebration. Yep. That's a celebration. Yeah. Undoing you, you, well, the way it's the way you're using it. You know, at at one point, um, after, after the lava experience, I got like $35,000 and then, and then the, uh, the, the County, I don't know what it was. Oh, it was FEMA. FEMA said, you have to pay that back to us now. And I was like, and, and I was like, oh, and there was a sense like, victimized like oh shoot uh, my house went under the lava and they you know there was a sense of victimized and i was like immediately i can see it like a red red flag immediately released from it and thankful that they want their 35,000 bucks back right so i'm like oh well that shit's spent can i pay you payments they're like how much would you like to pay and i'm like 100 bucks a month sure <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty funny. (laughs) No interest. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) But, you know, it was funny because because around that time, you know, people couldn't help but feel bad for me. 
because, you know, I had a beautiful place, you know, just like anywhere I am, you know, it's just like, it's like, you know, all the, all the um, plants and gardens and everything like that. People were like, they couldn't help it, even though, you know, there's, I'm like, it's okay. It really, it's okay. And so my friend, Bob, Bob Shine, um, found out that they want the $35,000 back and he just went into it. I was like, it's, wait a minute, this is what it's for. This is what it's not. It's not for that. It's not for the government. Oh, the government's so corrupt. Oh, this. And okay, fine. Let's just go. Okay. The government's corrupt. Yay. It's healing me. I love it. <laughs> All right. We don't need to ramp it up. How do we get out of this? Oh, this is so screwed. All this other stuff. You know, it's like, I, you know, how do, when you, when you know how to get out of it, you can just be calm about all of it. And, and really, you know, uh, you know, you know, it, it's clear. It's really clear. It's basically just forgiving everything. Nothing is really happening. It was basically just forgiving ev everything and, and seeing it as a blessing. That way you're demonstrating to everyone that they have not harmed you. They've all helped you. And the more you demonstrate and they realize that they're also being helped, they're, they're also being a, a help. They can also be helped. See, it's this thinking that we're some kind of a burden on other people that prevents us from being helped, right? And so we play these kinds of energies too. Someone might think, uh, let's say, uh, Kai Molino came here a half hour early and he got this sense like he was being a burden on me. He came early for uh, wisdom dialogues, and and then and then I and then I played into that by believing that he is being a burden on me. Right. And and so so if I play into it and I believe that that's the case with him, then I make it so that he can't be released. He still can. He doesn't have to accept my influence, but we are very influential on each other. Right. So I'm so so I'm releasing him by I'm releasing his feeling like he can be uh, something uh, he can like, I don't even know why this popped up. I don't think you ever even, I have any experiences with you, Theo, but, um, but it, it's like, he even can arrive at the wrong, at the wrong time, right? Like he can show up at the wrong time by releasing it within myself. I can demonstrate to him. And you know, a lot of the times it'll come out of me, like where, where it'll just be like, Oh, thank you for being here right now. It, it's because it's always the right time. Right. Maybe I was expecting you a half hour later, but I know it's the right time. So then if I'm clear with myself, I can also demonstrate it to the other person, Kai Molino, that he's arrived at the right time. And then that it, it obliterates all that idea that he could be he could be wrong. Right. And that's customer service. I think I'm going to call this video customer service or, or this audio because I haven't been posting the videos. Um, so hooray, you guys. I love you. Thank you so much. It's been fun to talk to you these past two hours. And uh, and thank you for those of you who um, just listened and those of you who've communicated with me on Facebook and also on Zoom. If you'd like to join one of these, you can join by going to hopejohnson.org. The Wisdom Dialogues tab will have a link right toward the top under the photo. Also, if you're on Facebook, they sit on Facebook, on my Facebook page. 
Uh, it's a group, actually. It's Wisdom Dialogues online group. They all just sit there now. I stopped posting them to um, to YouTube because it just they would just keep on taking them down, and uh, I and and they're telling me if I get another strike, then it's then I'm I don't know. It's the third one. Usually in baseball, it's three strikes you're out. So um, I'm leaving my stuff up there that I have, but I haven't been posting more things. Um, you know, just. That, that way I'm at least have a channel there and they're there. Um, but you can see all my videos on Facebook, on the page. Also, I update all my audio. Last week at the end of the session, I said, I don't know if I'm actually going to upload any audio. Were you here? I, 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 I don't know if I'm actually, I used to, up. I, here's what I said. I used to upload audio. I don't know if I'm doing it. I haven't, I haven't had the inspiration. It was Within a half hour that I had all of them uploaded. Freaking funny. <laughs> I love that. Is that also in wisdom? I mean, Pope Johnson. Yeah, if you go, yes, that's also there. The first thing you're going to see is the link to Wisdom Dialogues to join me. And then under that, you're going to see the audio. And then further down, you're going to see the old videos that I used to put on, on uh, what is it, YouTube. Yeah. And then I started, I put one video somewhere else. I forgot where it was, Rumble or something, probably Rumble because Russell Brand went there after he got kicked off or, or demonetized on, on, on YouTube. Yeah. Um, probably that one. I think I posted one video there and then I just never found myself back over there again. Mm. So yeah, but you can still find them because they're on that Facebook group, Wisdom Dialogues Online. Okay. And, um, oh, by the way, Miracle Botanicals, we're planning a sale in case you love um, Miracle Botanicals or just really good essential oils in general. I just got a new Neroli, new batch of Neroli essential oil. That's the orange blossom. It's really great. I, I recommend it. You can get that in pure form or dilute. Uh, the pure form is more expensive. You know, we we pay a bunch for this kind of oil. You would be surprised. You know, we're paying like five thousand dollars for a bottle of this uh, uh, this oil. You, you might be surprised. That's one of the, that that's one of the like the mid mid range one. You know, um, and and we sell them to you in these little bottles that are more affordable. Um, we're able to get it from a really good source though. There's a lot of, of, of the, not the best essential oils all over the place, especially Neroli. That's one that's faked a lot, you know? Um, so we got a, we, we got a really prime organic Neroli essential oil. We'd sell it as a dilute. We diluted ourselves. We'd take it to 10% for you. So it costs even less for people who, you know, don't really want to spend a bunch of money on essential oils. I don't know why they wouldn't want to. I love essential oils. Uh, you might ask, what do I use essential oils for? Well, I started using essential oils for seeing my patterns and they're still useful like that. Whenever you're in any kind of thought pattern and you just smell an essential oil, it's like it's like you have a moment of clarity, a, mo a moment of relaxation. You can use it like that. Um, and that's what I've always used it for. I feel like they're good communicators of what's true. Everything is consciousness uh, that we're getting a perception of. Uh, the consciousness, what's consciousness, like the table and the computer and stuff like that, these things that we made, they don't know who we are. But the plant consciousness, they know who we are. They actually communicate their messages with us subtly, on a subtle, subtle level. They actually, they actually know. They're like a good friend who is beyond the ego with the with the kind of messages they can share. Um, that's how I feel about um, 
essential oils. That's the experience that I've had with them. Uh, totally uh, using it for relaxation, um, uh, awakening. I use Helichrysum Italicum. That's another uh, one I like. I like a lot because mental patterns. Um, it's it's known and and I've experienced it myself to be the best. If you want to see through a mental pattern and use um, Helichrysum Italicum as an ally, it seems to be really helpful. You know, it's kind of like you're joining with a friend, right? <laughs> it's kind of like you're joining with a friend because it's consciousness and it's not consciousness that comes out of, uh, it's like, I, I don't know if you call it like a, like the, the next, the, the second level or the next protege. It's like, it's like there's consciousness that projects all of these bodies in the, and the and and nature and all of this stuff and then there's another level of removal where we make our own stuff like the table and the computer and stuff like that these things don't know who we are uh, okay because that's the way they're programmed in consciousness to be okay so yay i love you thank you for joining i'll be back again next week and until then have a beautiful, beautiful time and be sure to uh, extend gratitude and give good customer service to all your peeps. <laughs> Yay. Mahalo, aloha, and a hooey ho. Yay.